Let us pray. Father, Lord, I just give you glory. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to speak your word. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that I speak boldly, I speak confidently, that, Lord, I speak exactly what you have put in my heart. Help me to speak accurately in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the topic I was giving today was um, given by Pastor Victor was look before you leap, check in with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'll get excited, so bear with me. Sometimes I'll speak low. Praise the Lord. So this, this text he gave me was James 4.13, New Living Translation. Look here. You who say today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and stay there a year. We will do business there and make profit and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and it's, and it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans. All such boasting is evil. You know, after the fall of Adam, we operated under the guidance of the flesh, under the guidance of the devil, under the, under the guidance of our friends, under the guidance of the environment, we acted on impulse. We walked by sight. We leaned on our own understanding. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. This happened to me in Nigeria. I don't, you know, sometimes when I'm preparing the word, the Lord brings <laughs> memories. It floods me with memories. And this thing happened when I was going to school in Federal FSS, Federal School of Arts and Science in Lagos. My friend and I decided from school we were going to cut school <clears throat> and go to Uniben, University of Benin. In our mindset, we said, you know what, we'll go that day and come back that day. And nobody will know that we left. So we took a cab from Lagos to Ibadan. Oh, sorry, Lagos to Benin, straight. A couple of hours, we stayed there, we, we, we went, hung, hung out with our friends, but it didn't work out as planned. We got to Benin completely as planned, but coming back, we got a taxi. The taxi broke down in Ore. And as the taxi broke down in Ore, we were still determined to come back that same day. And we couldn't find any taxi. The only thing we saw was a Gary truck. And the only thing that we, we had to do, we couldn't enter the, the, um, the front cabin. So we had to stay on top of the Gary truck from Ore all the way to Lagos. I was grounded. You know, I tell you the story, it sounds very funny. It sounds foolish too. But I tell you also, 
is that some meaning Christians will act like this. We act exactly like this. We are guided by leaning our own, leaning on our own understanding. Like I said, it sounds funny, but it's also foolish. The Lord was telling me, you know, you were foolish then. It was only me that saved your life. You were foolish. But since we're in Christ, and since we're in the kingdom of God, there's a new and better way to be guided. Especially for the fact that we've transitioned from, from darkness to light, from the kingdom of, of the devil to the kingdom of God. And this new way is found by being led of the Holy Spirit. We can't operate, and should I say we can't afford to operate in a carnal way. In the way unbelievers used to believe, used to act. I can't, you know, you can't be acting the way I acted then. Look at Jeremiah 33, 3, New King James Version. It says, call to me and I'll answer and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. When we call on God, he'll show us the best, what, path to take. You might ask this question, why should I call on God for guidance? Even though he's giving me the brain, he's giving me the ability, he's giving me the mindset. You might ask that question. You know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to explain this question in an analogy. Pastor and I, we own an Acura NDX. You know, before this car was mass produced, the vehicle had to be designed on paper. Aurel will know, Aurel, uh, Anu will know that because he's an architect. The, 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 the car had to be designed. It had to be put together. Then, then it goes through a 2D or 3D print so they can see it. After the print, the Acura gets manufactured. One car, not, man, not mass manufactured, but one car gets manufactured. It undergoes extensive testing. That vehicle then somehow lands in a showroom. That's why if you go to Javis Center in New York, you see the, the vehicle there. I encourage you to go. But look at this. Why I give you this analogy. Look at Psalm 139, 13 to 17. NIV. For you, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I made, when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the look, look at this, look at this, look at this. All the days, look at this for me, please. Look at me, look at this for me. I, I can't see. Look at this, please. It says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in the book before one of them. Say it. 
He knew me, crafted me. He crafted me. The Acura dealership people, they, they knew, they knew about that vehicle. Look at 17. It says, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. The Lord, our manufacturer, knew us before we were formed. He knows us now. In that verse 16, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me written in the book. The Lord knows your beginning. He knows your end. So it's great value for both of us to go back to him for answers and recommendations. You know, when our vehicle, when our vehicle needs service, we don't go to the Ford dealership. We go to the Acura dealership. Because the Acura dealership has all the tools. I know I'm giving you a car, because I like cars, so that's why I'm giving you a car analogy so you can relate. You know, I made a mistake one time and I went, you know, I was trying to be cheap. You know, when, we, when you had a Toyota, and I was trying to be cheap and I went to a tire store. They did a balancing and all that. They couldn't do it properly. I went there three times and I got so frustrated that I went back. The Holy Spirit says, why are you going to that? <laughs> Stop being cheap. Go to the Toyota dealership. And I went there. They fixed it like that. Why do we go to God? Because he knows us. He knows us. He knows. He knows the best way. He knows the way through what? The wilderness. You know, we sing the song. We sing it so wonderful. The Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is to follow. But do we follow? Do we go through to, to him? He knows the road. He knows it better. He knows where there are problems and where there is none. And now since we know the way, since we don't, sorry, since we don't know the way through the wilderness, the disciples were encouraged by Jesus. He says, wait for the promise. Luke 24, 49. Wait for the promise. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. It's the promised Holy Spirit that will guide you and I through the life, the wilderness life. I don't know. I'll give you, I'll give you another analogy so you you understand what I mean by wilderness life. I knew a couple of my friends from work. They said they want to go back to their roots. So they did all the DNA, whatever, whatever. And they found out they were South African. So they said, I'm going to go to South Africa. I said to them, before you go to South Africa, get a guide. The guide will guide you through in South Africa. Because you, you don't have an understanding of where to go. The cronies. You can't go to Joburg by yourself. 
You know, this is what Jesus wanted the disciples to understand. God the Father has promised the person of the Holy Spirit who will guide, who will be your tour guide through the wilderness of life. It's a wilderness. To better understand this wilderness of life, let's look at James 4, 14. It's, it's good for you to have an understanding of it. It says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. You know, life is really like a morning fog. Have you been through a bad, foggy weather? Where you can't see the next person, the next car? You know, I drove through one one day. It was difficult to see the next car. I asked the Holy Spirit to help me because I was going to walk. We need his guidance every single day. And you know, every tall guide has a res- uh, the roles and responsibility. We have, and look at the roles and responsibilities found in John 16. 13 to 15. The roles and responsibility of the Holy Spirit. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he would take of mine and declare to you. You know, in church, this, every Bible study, we've been going through Acts of the Apostles. And you'll notice that the Holy Spirit led their life. The disciples, there's a come, you know, when you get instruction, you want to hear from the Holy Spirit, you need to silence the noise. There's a lot of noise. And you say, what kind of noise? There's TV noise. There's friends noise. You need to tune in to the Holy Spirit. Tune in. Tune in. Look, there's a a tuning in. Acts 10, 17 to 21. There's a tuning in. Praise the Lord. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Colonius found where Simon, Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. 18. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men were looking for you. Look at what he says. The Spirit said to him. He was tuned in. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them. For I have sent them. 
Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you're looking for. Why you come? You know, when you read that story, he was trying to figure it out. He was trying to figure out a vision that God sent him. You know, he's not alone. You know, God gives us a vision. We, are, we try to figure it out ourselves. And I tell people at church, I say, he gave you the vision. You go back to him. It's not your, it's not your business to try to figure it out. The Holy Spirit was on an assignment. He spoke to Peter. He says, do not hesitate. He was telling, was telling Peter, don't try to what? lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure this thing out. Don't allow the flesh to lead you. Just take me at what? At my word. My sheep, what? Hear my voice. And they what? And they follow me. Peter did not what? Hesitate. He went forward. You know, when we get a message from the Holy Spirit, do we try to fill in the gaps? Trust me, I know. <laughs> Sometimes we try to fill in the gaps. He will tell you, okay, go and do some business here. You fill in the gaps and say, oh God, maybe I should go and do clothing business. Did he tell you that? Did he tell you that? <laughs> if he tells you to go and do business, why don't you go back to him and say, what kind of business should I do? If we don't fully understand it, don't try to assume. This is his message. Go back to him. Let him fill the gaps. In the case of Peter, the word was clear. The word was clear. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to another example. I like reading the Bible so we could, we could understand. John 8 is one to, one, to, 1 to 12. I have to read it from screen. I didn't put it on my own. Just New King James Version. I could read it from my phone. John 8, 12. Ah, you, you, you didn't bring your Bible? You have it on your phone? Okay, good. So we can read it together. Sorry, I gave it to you <laughs> late. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Yanaka. That's John 8, 1 to 12. But Jesus went to the, the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came to him and sat down and, and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Seven. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Verse 
Then he stooped again, he again stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even at the even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the, but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? You, you see here, I want to just show you. What did Jesus do? The people were trying to accuse him. They knew the law. They were trying to accuse him. What did he do? He disconnected from them. He says, I need to hear from what? HQ, headquarters. I need to hear from what? HQ. I need to understand what headquarters is saying. What's the Holy Spirit saying in this aspect? I can't. They're trying to trap me. God, I need an answer. So what does he do? He Look, we need to disconnect sometimes. You know, sometimes I've learned from Pastor Manuel. I've learned a lot from him. Somebody could be talking to me about issues. And I'm, I'm trying to ask the Holy Spirit, connect with me so that I can understand what you say to this person. Jesus was what? He turned, he went, he disregarded the noise and concentrated on the answer. Jesus' answer was the best. Because he knew that anything he says, because the law of Moses said, stone this person, kill this person. Look, we need to tune out the noise and check in with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot. There's a lot of things coming, coming, bombarding. Especially, you know, being the head of the household. There's a lot of things that's bombarding us. But at times we need to say, you know what? I'm going to tune it out. I need to hear from God. I need to hear from what is, what, what are you saying here? The Holy Spirit tells you what is to come. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity. Keeps fading in and out. We have an opportunity to go to the Holy Spirit so you can tell us what? What is to come? God's plans and purposes. God's plans and what? Purposes. Where he is. We don't have to go to, you know, look at, I see people, they break fortune cookie. I said, let me see what numbers and what is. Are you kidding me? Oh, 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 let's, let's go to a Ouija board so that the Ouija board. Oh, 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 oh. the best one is my horoscope. I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Libya. I'm, I'm Leo. All demonic forces, demons, complete demons, palmists. Torah card. Demons. Contacting demons. And we do. Sometimes 
And when we have the Holy Spirit, who's there to tell us our future? <laughs> Whatever he hears, he will tell you. You know, you, you are aware, or at least 90% of you are aware, or we're aware, that we used to travel, we used to, we still live in Lawrenceville. You know, from Lawrenceville to Orange was about an hour, 20 minutes. I'm telling you, you know, my wife and I, we sit down, we talk about it. We talk about it, I say, if <laughs> it's the Lord's mercy and grace, trust me, that sustained us. I'm telling you, it's his mercy and grace. There was no, we did, no car accident, nothing. The car never broke down, nothing. When it was time to change the car, we changed it. God even a discount. God was merciful. I'm not telling you this because I'm, I'm just praising God for his mercy. He was merciful. But I'll tell you a story. From that, I'll tell you a story. So you can relate. I like telling you a story so you can relate. So, you know, we drove like this. We did it Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursdays were, were tough because my wife was going to New York. It was a tough time because sometimes we don't even know what to eat. We eat on the road. <laughs> That's what we called it, eat on the road. But it was fun. It was, was, it was I'll call it a school. You know, it was a school that God was taking us through. So we, can't, we came to a, a thought. We had a thought. We said, you know what? Why don't we sell our house and move closer to church? We felt it was a good idea. I repeat, anyone you talk to, you tell them you're driving hour 20 minutes, hour 20 minutes back. The person will say, and that's no traffic. The person will say, it's a good idea. On Thursdays when we leave at 9 o'clock or 9.30, we'll be getting home close to 11 o'clock. And we'll have work the next day. If there's any accidents, all bets are off. So anybody I told that I'm, we're selling the place and going to live somewhere close, they'll say it's, it's a good idea because you're saving on gas, you're saving on all lot of things. You know, sometimes we think good ideas come from God. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it felt good. It felt good. <laughs> but you know the funny thing? The amazing thing was that we placed the, the house on the market for two years. And not just one person showed up. Just one person. And the one person was saying, you know, it's all open house. Let me just pass by. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I asked the question. I said, "How did you say it was just passing by?" You? It was just. 
let him just come inside and see what is going on over here. Honestly, we didn't ask God. We didn't go to, we didn't check on the Holy Spirit. What's, what's the plan? What's the plan for my life? Like I said, we do things because we think it's a good idea. It feels good. I don't have any goosebumps. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When we didn't sell, I said, you know what? I said to my wife, we need to check with HQ. We need to check with the Lord. We need to check what's his plan. What's his purpose? You know, we do this. Even though we do it, it's not right. It's not right. I'm telling you. Somebody said sometime, one time he, he, he was saying that he was looking for he was looking for a church building. Looking for a church building and, and he saw one that was cheap. The cheap ones. But the Lord said, go and get this one. It wasn't cheap. It was expensive. In your mindset, you say, the cheap one is better. Because it's a good idea. But you don't go asking God, what is your plan? Trust him. Don't lean on our own understanding. To make bold and confident steps, you need to check with Holy Spirit, HQ. You need to check with him. I'm telling you, you can't make bold and confident steps without making sure is this, is this him? Is this, is this what he's telling me to do? So we checked. And the Holy Spirit said, said to me, you're staying in that house. I have a different plan. And his plan was for us to plant a church. For us to plant a church right there in Princeton. Proverbs, six, uh, Proverbs 16, 9. We can make we can make our plans. <laughs> what does it say? We can make our plans. What you please read for us the, the next one. But the we can make that plan. It could be a good plan. In your mind, it could be a good plan, but have you checked? Proverbs 19.21. Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. You know, I, I, I think about it. You know, I was, I was thinking while I was preparing this. I said, supposing we sought the Lord, 
Supposing we checked with the Holy Spirit. Supposing. And we understood his plan and his purpose. Would have saved two years of aggravation. Do you know what it means to sell your house? <laughs> Even, do you know what it means? It means everything has to be speak and span. You can't put pictures. You can't do this. Everything is inside a container. We still have the <laughs> it's funny, funny thing. After how many years? We still have the containers in the basement. I was telling my wife, we need to take get a dumpster and dump everything. Because if we haven't used it, you know, but women now, they want to keep this one. And very sentiment. Me, I'm like, bring a dumpster. I've already calculated how much dumpster is. Just take everything. I'm telling you the story. Still telling you the story. Still going with the story. Equipped with this plan and purpose. When he said, we're going to share it with our beloved Pastor Manu. Look, the Lord wants, the Lord knows that way. I, I want us to understand these songs when we sing those songs. And that's why I like Evangelist. He says, let's meditate on the song. The Lord knows the way through the wilderness. I'm not saying Pastor Manu is a wilderness. I'm just saying he knows the way through the wilderness. Equipped with this plan and purpose, we said we're going to share with Pastor Manu. We prayed and sought the Holy Spirit on this matter. Just to make sure we are not saying it by, by flesh. Just to understand. But we're convinced that this is exactly what the Lord wanted us to do. Pastor is always, Pastor, we still have to go to the Jambalaya. I'm still telling you, right? <laughs> so we went, went to eat one day and we shared it with Pastor Manuel. And Pastor Manuel, the rest is history, you know. He said, he said one thing, he says, I was going to tell you that anyway. Look, I give you the story so you can understand. You can put things together. It might make sense to you to move out from New Jersey. It might make sense to you to do some business. It might be a good idea. But the key is, check. Check to understand. Check. Check with all this way. Check, check, check. He knows the end from the beginning. A path has been written down. A path has been written down in his book. He knows. He knows. Look at this. Luke 12. Sorry. I apologize. You know, I didn't give you this one too. I don't think I did. Luke 12, 16 to 21. Oh, I did. Okay, I thought I did it. Okay, thank you. Luke 12, 16 to 21. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and my goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have 
enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat and drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you'll die this night, this very night. Then you, then who will get everything you've worked for? In my mind, I would say the state of New Jersey. 21. Yes, a person is a fool to store earthly wealth, but not a rich relationship with God. If you look at that verse 17 again, verse 17, sorry, I'm putting you back again. He said, he said to himself, <laughs> he spoke to himself. Did he check with God? Did he check with the Holy Spirit? Did he understand what his plan is? He said to himself, you know, sometimes we say to ourselves, it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. How is it a good idea? Can't I just move? It's a good idea. People are making money in this thing, in Texas. It's a good idea. How is it a good idea? How is it a good idea? People are doing business. It's a very good idea. Did we seek the truth? Did we seek the purpose? The plan? I'm not saying you shouldn't move. Don't, don't, get, don't get what I'm saying twisted. I'm saying, did you check with him? If that's his plan, go for it. Go for it. All well and good. Go for it. We need to seek his guidance. Seek the truth. Seek after the purpose of God. Since we are his. Seek out his plan. You might think you're the smartest and most intelligent person on earth. That's great. But he knows the end from the beginning. He created you. He knows everything about you. Psalm 147.5. Sorry, this is another one I'm trying to rush. Psalm 147 verse 5. It says, how great is our, our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. I'll read that again. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Go to him today. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. It's a wilderness of life that me and you have not gone through. We don't know what's going to happen at 10 o'clock. If we knew, we won't be here. He knows. He has an understanding. I'll leave you with this scripture so you can meditate on this. Romans 8, 5 to 9. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your, your mind leads to death. But letting your spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law. I, it, would, it never will. That is why those who are still under the control of the sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled. You and I are not controlled by the sinful nature. We are controlled by the spirit. And if the spirit of God lives in you, and remember that those who don't have the spirit of 
Christ living in them do not belong to him. The key here is this. We are spirit. And since we are spirit being, we must operate in the spirit. We can't operate in flesh. We'll be like that rats. Or is it mice that just keeps? And we keep frustrating ourselves. And we keep wondering why things are not working. As we live, we must be led of the Holy Spirit. We must be led. We must allow the Holy Spirit to guide us to the end. Because that's his guidance. He knows. Through the wilderness of life that we have never, ever passed through. We haven't passed through 2024. So we need him to get, we need him to guide us towards 2024. He knows the way. The key in guidance is tune out the noise and concentrate on him and his leading. I know it's possible. And God will continue to help us to check in with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. It's possible. It's not impossible. I'm telling you, it's possible. You know, I'm about to venture into something, to some some business and and I'm I'm checking God what's the plan <laughs> what's the plan we're looking for a church building I'm going to God I say what's your plan <laughs> what's your plan what, what, what is, what's going on what, what's your plan talk to me so I know so I can I can go with it Look, this God, this 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 God that we're talking about, we know is good that we raise up our hands. He's too much. I'm telling you, he's, he's too much. God is awesome. But the key is that we need to check. Look, there was one time I was so like, I didn't know what to do. And I'm gonna stop here. I didn't know what to do. I was because I needed to, you know, I mean, belong to this organization that we help people. And they needed to send money. And I don't have a NIRA account. And I was like, God, what should I do? The Holy Spirit told me, he says, do this. Do this, do this. And within a space of two days, it was sent. There's no point getting frustrated. He's, it's our standby. He's there. Check with him. It's all we have. It's a privilege that we have. It's our privilege. Don't, don't run this, this wilderness life by yourself. Please, do not. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father Lord, I just thank you for your word today. 
Father, Lord, we've heard. We pray that we'll be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.